ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. At the start of 2023, the Department of Health and Aged Care announced to the shock of many a cut to Medicare's Better Access Rebated Psychology Sessions. They halved them from 20 to 10 sessions. Now, a year on, Australians are finding themselves in the midst, of course, as we all know, of a cost of living crisis. So money's tight and the costly pursuit of mental health care has turned into something that, well, it's a necessity for many, but really now a luxury for few. On Overnights this morning, we're joined by Professor Caroline Hunt from the Australian Clinical Psychology Association to shed a bit of light on it. Hi, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure, Tim. Caroline, uh, I doubt, and you can confirm or deny this for me, there'd be too many Australians who haven't had someone in their family circle or their friend circle who hasn't had a mental health issue of some description. Um, That would certainly be the case. I mean, both in terms of talking to people, but also looking at the um, the various studies that have been done, um, looking at um, large surveys of Australians, quite mm. a number of people in the population would would have actually have suffered um, from some sort of mental disorder. Okay, so this decision by government, obviously cost, uh, cost cutting, was there any other reason for it given? Look, I think the government was uh, has said that it was concerned about problems with equity and mm. access. So, they were concerned that uh, not um, all Australians have equal access to to better access, mm. um, and also for many Australians, and and we do agree with this that many Australians who live in rural and remote and regional and even outer metropolitan areas um, don't have the sort of access that you would want to see. Uh huh. So uh, is it the same process, uh, by the way, so you go to the GP, you're assessed, and the GP sends you off to a specialist, a psychologist, uh, for your sessions. Is that the way it works? It, it does work that way, yes. Yeah, okay. So that decision made, and it was 20. Now, that sounds like a lot, but reduced to 10. But I imagine psychology sessions aren't going to be restricted because, I mean, you might not fix the problem in 10 sessions or 20, yeah? Well, the the problem is is that there are a number of psychological disorders where we know from the research evidence that you need more than 10 sessions in order to really mm. ensure that people you know are able to get on top of their their distress they are able to achieve better functioning and stay well too so the evidence is very very clear and so it's not so much that everybody needs 20 sessions. And in fact, we saw from the um, the big evaluation that occurred with this, um, mm. the Better Access Scheme, that not everybody needed 20 sessions, but there were a, a, a small but, a, a, but um, significant sample who, who come into the system with quite a lot of severity and complexity that do need those sessions. And it's really those people who are going to be missing out. Uh, are there specific mental health services that have been affected more than others by this decision? I don't think so. I think okay. it's across the board. Um, um, I mean, most people who go to see a psychologist would be um, for a range of, of, of problems. Mm. Um, I guess you could say that it's really, it is those people with the more complex or severe disorders who are going to be most affected because they will get to the end of their 10 sessions and they will still need um, some more work. And, and um, you know, if there's not that subsidy in place, it's going to be very difficult for them to afford that. 
Yes, and of course you've got the mild end of the scale to the severe end. And look, uh, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but you know, at the severe end, you have people who are, you know, get into confrontations with the police. They have episodes. They're tasered, and in the worst case scenarios, uh, they're shot. So I think what worries me the most is uh, are those people, and I know it's a very broad thing to say, getting the care they need. I mean.、Um Those people are probably the the very severe and dramatic end yeah, of the scale,、yeah. and 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 possibly I would say that they might not be suitable for better access services. They'd be better off going to the more acute right um,、yeah. um, services that the state governments provide in Australia. We're really talking here about what a lot of people have termed the missing middle. So they're not so severe that they,、hmm. um, you know, they need crisis care or or. Police or emergency、um, interventions—they、um, are more severe, though, than、um, being able to go and sit to see a GP or a counsellor or、right. a psychologist、okay. for under ten sessions. They—they they need those those twenty sessions,、um, and they're the ones that are missing out. So once you've had the ten, are you able to go back? To the GP and say, well, you know, look, ten wasn't enough.、Um, I need another ten, or is ten a cutoff? Ten's a cutoff for、right. the financial year.、Okay. Oh, not the financial, the calendar year. For the sorry. Calendar year.、Okay. Um, so ten is a cutoff for the calendar year.、Um, it used to be the case where、um, even when the twenty sessions were available, there would need to be a GP review. So、mm. um, it, it wasn't.、Um, I think the evaluation report. Um, talked about a not insubstantial, but also not extensive group of people who were actually accessing those twenty sessions.、Mm. Uh, mental health.、Uh, well, let me ask this first:、uh, Was your association and mental health professionals、uh, were they consulted、uh, by government before this decision was made? No,、oh. uh, they weren't. No. It, it came、um, in December. Two thousand and twenty-two. Everybody was about to go on holiday. It was a bit of a shock, and、um, uh, mm. there was a lot of you know needing to scramble to responding to respond to this. Having said that,、mm. um, the government and department are having conversations with、um, organisations such as the Clinical Psychology、um, Association in order to try and think、um, you know how can we best. Um, serve those people and, and provide care for those people,、mm. but、um, you know that's taking its time. It's a it's a、um, a complex and challenging question, and in the meantime, people are still missing out. Yes, I don't want to get too political about this, but it would have been nice to be consulted first, wouldn't it? Yes, I I think the minister probably would have known there would have been a lot of pushback.、Um, yeah. yeah. And even the evaluation itself recommended that there should be a continuation of those twenty sessions. We're we're saying,、um, you know, that yes, for all by all means, look at that. It、yeah. might not be a good system, you know, going forward. But but our argument would have been, let's put in place other services before we make any major changes to what people had really、um, become used to.、Mm. Well, the cuts have been made.、Um, how is this reduced rebate influencing the choices people are making regarding their mental health treatment? I I think that people are、um, often having to make different choices. Unfortunately, that is、mm. often not getting care,、um, and we do see that、um, in terms of、um, GPs needing to to sort of. 
maintain a higher burden. Um, We see um, our colleagues, uh, our members, um, other clinical psychologists having to make quite significant adjustments to the way they um, deliver care. So they might need to sort of um, put a lot of work into um, holding people while they're unable to um, and supporting people um, while they're unable to um, access those those sessions. Mm. Um, there are self-help and online options, but of course, you know, these are not great for everybody. No. Um, so I think people are managing this in very different ways. Yes, and, and money's tight, Caroline, isn't it? And so people are, you know, you're hearing it all the time, they're not going to the dentist or they're not going to the GP because they uh, GP doesn't bulk bill, so they end up in emergency in a hospital. When it comes to mental health, though, I mean, so often, I mean, it does. It's, it's secondary and it shouldn't be, should it? It's secondary, but it also is, for many people, quite expensive yeah. as well. Um, and so I think, um, you know, when we're talking about putting services in place, Better access isn't going to be the only answer because that does involve, um, you know, for, for a number of people's out-of-pocket costs, although mm. I do note that, you know, a lot of um, our members do um, bulk bill under, you know, do a they? range right. of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the evaluation showed that um, about a third of all sessions um, are actually bulk billed. Um, but I do think there needs to be other um, solutions in the mix, and that might include um, Commonwealth-funded community um, health yeah. centres yeah. where you've got um, very low cost, if not free services, where people can go and access mm. the multidisciplinary care that they do need. Okay. Again, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but can you see any potential long-term consequences on public health and well-being as a result of this reduction? Well, I think the more that people don't get treatment, I mean, obviously, it's distressing for them. The impacts on their functioning, their families, the economy can mm. is, is just extended. Um, there could be more need for crisis services because people get to the point where they do, you know, reach the end of their tether and, and things become very difficult for them. So it, it moves from something that they've sort of been managing in their day-to-day lives to something that they really don't cope with anymore. Um, so I think there are these sort of potentially cumulative yeah. um, problems that can occur. And obviously, too, I mean, this could exacerbate the situation, the disparity in mental health access among different socioeconomic groups and, you know, people on you know low wages who can't afford to go. That worries me, too. Well, it worries us as well. Yeah. And yeah. one of the arguments that we've been making is that um, without those subsidised additional sessions, the only way that people can access those sessions through better access is to pay, um, mm. you know, full fees. And, of course, that's going to be totally out of the reach of most people, particularly, yeah. you know, in this um, current cost of living um, mm. situation. Yes, and you do see a lot of money thrown out around for a lot of different things and tax cuts and the like. But to me, I mean, it seems one of those things where governments made a decision, and again, not being too political about it, made a decision. It may well be the wrong one, but but how long does it take to turn the tugboat around? It will be a slow process. Mm. Um, and so, of course, the sooner we get started on that, um, the better. Um, the government are, have been opening some community health hubs, but we would want to see the right mix of services offered there. Um, 
for those people who we would call the missing middle. So that would mean you need to have, um, you know, teams of people where you've got clinical psychologists and psychiatrists and social workers and a range of uh, professionals who can really mm. wrap their services around what that that person needs. Um, so any delay is going to worsen that because, as you write, you know, you're absolutely right. It does take a, a bit of time for all these to yeah. gain momentum. Yeah, look, uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Would psychologists be willing to, you know, give a few hours or maybe a day to a community centre like the ones you're discussing? It's interesting because a lot of uh, very early career psychologists that I speak to, and I'm, um, you know, my my main role is actually as an academic where I train um, clinical psychologists, and most of them, their preference is actually to go into public sector community clinics. So I think um, potentially um, with the right career pathways, these are are excellent places to work because you're working with other professionals, you get all sorts of support, um, supervision, consultation, and, um, you know, it's, it's private practice is actually has its own benefits as well and suits many people, Mm. but it's, it's not necessarily the, um, what people, all people are aiming for. So I think, to answer your question, yes, they would definitely um, be interested in doing that. Yes, and in a public hospital situation, say, if you were having you know, a mental health issue at home and suffering from anxiety, whatever it might be, uh, and you turned up at a public hospital in, in emergency, what's the likelihood there'd be a psychologist there? It really depends where you are. Okay. Uh, I think that most large teaching hospitals around the major c- cities would be a, have a reasonable... Uh, likelihood, um, but okay. once again, it's it's this geographical yeah, yeah. disparity. Um, you often find when you look at services that are out in country areas, it's often the most junior health professionals that, that go to work out there. So you've got this this um, extra issue that that can be happening. So I think the answer is it depends. Yeah, right. You know, uh, Caroline, this is overnights and this goes all the way around Australia. Wouldn't mind a dollar for every time someone in the bush has told me how disadvantaged they are and often in so many ways. And as you say, this is one of them. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, public awareness help, which is what I'm trying to do uh, today, tonight. Definitely. Um, one of the things that is important is to for people to get the right care um, at the t- time that they need it with the right health professional um, and know what that looks like. So um, GPs do a fantastic job at yep. sort of um, being able to triage and understand um, that for their for their um, for mm. their own patients. But I think the more that the community knows about um, what mental health needs and how they sh- could be best met from an evidence-based point of view, Mm. the better, because um, it is the case that people with maybe um, less severe, less complex um, um, problems can, you know, benefit from just seeing their GP or even get support from, there's a lot of support services that are online, there's Mm. a lot of self-help that that we know we have the evidence that can be very important. But for people to understand where they they should go for these things and what would be most helpful, I think would be really, really important. Yeah, you know, uh, health has changed an awful lot since I was a kid. I mean, it was just a given thing. 
in those days when I was young that you went to the GP, but now we've got these big clinics and uh, often people go, well, I can't afford the GP, so they go to the public hospital. So, I mean, I don't want to use the word crisis, but uh, it's very different from what it used to be, and I don't know whether it's any better. Yes, that's a good question. I don't know whether it's any better either. No. No. All right. Well, again, um, can my listeners, if, you know, again, I don't want to be too dramatic or too political, but uh, applying pressure, would that help? I mean, if, uh, particularly in the bush, applying pressure to your local member of parliament, applying pressure to the the GP, but, you know, some people are reticent to do that, aren't they? So I don't know what they do, to be honest. Do you? Look, I, I think um, local members always pay attention to to um, what mm. what um, people are, are asking them. Um, you know, I've been speaking to various politicians for a number of years, and there there are um, a lot of people who are very aware of the mental health issues that are happening in their own mm. um, in you know constituencies. So, um, but I, I think it is a matter of the government needing to prioritise the work in this area and really, you know, working hard to prioritise, you know, what is an important but also quite complex system. Yes. Well, you know, halving it uh, from 20 to 10 was pretty severe. So maybe, I don't know, reinstate five, maybe get it back up to 15. And I, it's a very good point. I mean, politicians, uh, politicians do listen, uh, particularly if they, <laughs> if they think there's a vote in it. So that might be, you know, almost first port of call and say, you know, listen, we need these back. We need them uh, to be returned. Sure. Yeah. Look, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for sparing your time with us on Overnights. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. And thank you for your time. Professor Caroline Hunt, the Australian Clinical Psychology Association. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 